baby, jerk-offs, how we doing? Good to see you, good to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in yet again to the Union Jack-Off. It is me, Daniel Muggleton, hello. Coming to you from Gothenburg in Sweden. That's right, I'm in the land of the Germans who cross against the light. Gothenburg, Sweden's second biggest city, I think. Um... You know, just hanging out, hanging out over here, seeing a, seeing a bit more of the goddamn continent. Weirdly, I've had other European people say Swedish people have a good sense of humor, so they should be good comedy fans. Uh, last night, I have to say, I enjoyed them quite a bit. Uh, it was a good, it was a good humbling comedy experience because, you know, I do this stuff professionally now. I go around, I headline shows. It's a nice, it's a nice feeling. And you, you start to think you're, you're a little bit special. And then last night we came to the show and the guy was running up with six. So this other guy was helping him out and he didn't really know uh, how, to, how to run the show. I'd only seen it once before. And so it was me and the other headliner, my mate Ian Coppinger from Ireland. Uh, we kind of just had to take charge and set up a room. You know, you're never, you're never too big to set up a room, get the chairs in the right place, make sure the lights are good, just kind of take it on board because it's a little bit sad to admit, but I am not above manual labor if it means I actually get to have a decent show. I still like it despite, you know, the fact that I will suggest that I don't like doing comedy. I can't help it. Um, I do want the show to be good. And so I moved around about 100 chairs to make a room that was definitely a fire hazard. That was totally my fault. Uh, <laughs> but it did make it a good show for the pair of us, so it was worth it. But, you know, just when you're like, I think I'm on top of this game. I think I'm doing pretty well here. They're like, hey, Dan, would you like to move uh, 90 chairs somewhat in view of the audience you're about to perform to? And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, let's make it a good show. Um, but no, it's been nice being here in Sweden. It just It's like just the second... That you leave the UK, even even in terms of the buffet breakfast in the hotel, the second you leave the UK, it's just healthier. Like there's just there's just more fruit, there's just fresh fruit. They like the Swedish people, of course, living in the future as all Scandinavians do. Uh, they had their juice dispensed via an iPad. Yeah, you just press the iPad. I thought the Japanese were the only culture who thought the iPad needed to be introduced to the food service industry but no apparently swedes are right of the shit as well press the little screen to get myself some exotic juice uh which i think was just pineapple um but a pineapple is pretty exotic if you consider just how homogenous sweden is as a country the other thing i really appreciate is here they just had like cinnamon cinnamon rolls uh little hot dogs like in the kind of breakfast thing and uh meatballs just ready to go because like I thought IKEA furniture was just, uh, sorry, not IKEA furniture, the IKEA food. You know, you go to the, the IKEA store, you get that IKEA food. I thought that was just, you know, the cheapest food available that they could make. <laughs> but it turns out it's just a very typically Swedish cuisine. So there you go. That's always nice to know. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to a jerk off, a regular jerk off, uh, JP. It is. It was his birthday this week. So happy birthday, mate. Thank you for listening to the podcast on the regular. Um, that's right, guys. If you want to get in touch, please do get involved at the Union Jackoff on Twitter. 
people get in touch with me, I always make sure I get back to them. Or you can get at me personally, at Dan Muggleton. Or even email theunionjackoff at gmail.com. Will we ever get our own domain? Absolutely not. I refuse. I want to rep that Gmail forever. Um, this week's episode is one that I've been looking forward to for a while. Um, it is Ireland, the Republic of Ireland. We've chatted to Michael Legg about Northern Ireland, which if you haven't listened to, I highly recommend that episode. That is one of my absolute favorites. Michael Legg is hilarious. Um, but now we're talking Republic of Ireland, the Southern Ireland. If you call it that, people will get very mad at you. <laughs> or so it's been explained to me. But we're talking Republic of Ireland. We're talking with Eleanor Tiernan and Peter Flanagan. Now, the fun thing about Eleanor and Pete is they both live in London now. They both started UK in, uh, sorry, started comedy in Ireland. And they've both spent a bit of time in Australia. Pete, a couple of years, I think. And Eleanor has been brought out for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, uh, I think at least twice. She did the gala last year and absolutely smashed it. Uh, so I'm excited to have them on because obviously Ireland is becoming more and more of a concern to British people with Brexit because it's the, the Irish border that's causing them a lot of issues in terms of a no deal or like a hard Brexit. Like there's, you know, there's, there's some, (laughs) there's some things that could go on. There's a, there's a little, little group that might not be too happy or a couple little groups that might not be too happy if the Irish border uh, kind of starts being a place where things get checked again and there's no free movement. So I'm very excited to talk to Pete and Eleanor about that. Uh, beyond that, I just want to say thank you to all the jerk-offs who came out to Australian Comedians Dope Comedy on Sunday. Uh, another great show. The next one is November 3rd from memory with uh, previous guest Ray Badrin. He's coming down. And the rest of the lineup, I'll, in- I'll sort that out soon. But that's at Backyard Comedy Club November 3rd. Now... I want to get into this episode. I want to get involved. I want to start talking about Ireland with Pete and Eleanor or Eleanor. For some reason, I think Eleanor is one of those names that sounds better in an Irish accent. You know what I mean? I'm kind of giving it like this Eleanor, kind of like Nick Cage, stealing the car in Gone in 60 Seconds. I mean, that's a fucking specific reference. But if you got it, congratulations. Uh, You'll definitely be a fan of this podcast. Uh, I want to get into that. Eleanor and Pete. We did try to get Catherine Bohart on this podcast because she is Irish and she's a great mate of mine. I want to get her on. Uh, That was suggested on Twitter by Linda. Uh, She was busy. She's doing a MASH report stuff. But I promise we will get an episode with her soon. We're in talks. It's going to happen. All right. Now, this week's feature track. I like featuring tracks. It's one of my favorite things to do on the podcast now. I'm really enjoying doing that. Uh, This week's feature track... It's a, it's a bit of a bit of a comedy track, I think. It's a bit bit lighthearted, bit of fun. It is called Drito. Oh, sorry, it's called Sona by Drito. D R I T O. The link to the full song will be in the description of the episode as always, and it is written about Conan O'Brien's assistant. Yeah, there you go. Bit of bit of behind the scenes there. So you get a couple of snippets of the song, and then we play the thing in full at the end of the episode. Now, jerk offs. Let's kick it off. Uh, we're talking Ireland. We're talking Ireland with Peter Flanagan, Eleanor Tiernan. Here we go. Get stuck in. All our dogs have been straight and just wandered into our lives. 
Right. And she is fantastic. Really? The new yeah. dog? Yeah, she's a totally different personality to the previous dogs. Mm. The old dogs were quite jaded by the end of it. Whereas <laughs> Jaded? Yeah, they were jaded. You know they what I mean? They just had enough, another walk. Yeah, yeah. What does it even mean? They did, to be honest, they didn't bring a lot to the table in terms of putting joy into our lives. They were, they were quite, uh, you know. But they're, they're there, though. We, we had to bring it. You had to you know? bring it to them. But like that isn't the whole thing that they're there? Like They're just constant? Oh, we love them. Don't, like that's, don't why you, that's why you get a dog and not a bird, you know? The bird might go at any time. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong, but I feel like our old dogs took us a little bit for granted, whereas this new dog is like so excited. That's because it was a stray more recently. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, but it's great. It's, it's just, it's, yeah. There's so much joy. It's, I take him down to Battersea Dog Song to just let him know how it is. Yeah. For the other dogs. <laughs> Every now and again. Like, yeah. Is that why he's like not trying to get out of that bag? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, he has I'll, no, I'll he do whatever no you legs. say. <laughs> <laughs> just a floating head dog. Are we started, by the way? Yeah. Now that we don't, have to, we, don't have to, we don't have to clap anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I, <laughs> it's funny because I, oh, do we clap? Do I do the big intro? Ah, oh, fuck it. I should. I should do, do the, what you want. I do because, like, for the audio, I leave in the. I leave in this bit. Sure. Because it makes them feel like they're like part of the part of know, the conversation. conversation. Like mm. you know, whereas Feels like more for, the, for the YouTube people, they need like YouTube energy. We got to like have your eyes real wide. <laughs> Be like, fuck, welcome. <laughs> like you know, what's yeah. going on, guys? Yeah. Oh man. No, that's like. Have you? Have you? You guys have seen YouTube people, haven't you? I've, I'm it's, aware of YouTube. You're aware of YouTube. Yeah, yeah I didn't know there was a particular format you had to follow. You do. It's it's called okay. high energy. High energy. A lot of this. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Like a lot of hands. Yeah. Fucking heaps of hands. Like yeah. that. Just like big. <laughs> just turn me down. <laughs> no, no, no. I just was getting a different angle. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. Mitch just dropped something. That's just totally thrown off the intro. See, this is the kind of behind the scenes <laughs> shit that the audio listeners adore. These are the true jerk offs on the audio. Being like, fuck, man, it's so nice to get a glimpse behind the yeah, curtain. Yeah, I'm glad we tuned in for this. You know what I mean? Like, the professional thing, it's just whatever. <laughs> like, I don't want to see the Netflix special. I want to see the bootleg. That's what I want. Mm. A little bootleg. I don't, actually, in fairness, this is pretentious as hell, I much prefer bootleg comedy things. Like, you know, just like that hour video that someone did in the club and they put out on YouTube because they didn't want their career to go anywhere. Mm. And like, the I comics prefer that. From the comics, pers comics perspective, it's terrible because you're still working on the bits. Mm. But from... If as a listener, it's great. Yeah, because you're like, this isn't this isn't killing. Like, yeah. not everything is killing. You know, yeah. like you watch your first comedy special, like that's what it's, that's what it is. You're just killing. Yeah, just everything gets an applause break, and then at the end, you're like, oh wait, this isn't like this isn't life at all. I haven't seen any of these. You haven't seen any of these? No, no. These are like comedians, new comics. No, these are these are like the pros. Like you just see like this thing of like my fa one of my favorites is like Patrice O'Neill at the Comedy Store in LA in like 2003 and he's just sitting on a stool and he spends like the first three minutes complaining about how the guy didn't sell enough tickets. Really? <laughs> he's like, he emailed me three times. I get it. You didn't want to come. <laughs> That's great. Have you seen the one where he, there's a sign language lady uh, there. So I think it's in New York and uh, there's someone who's obviously deaf in the audience and yeah. there's a lady doing sign language and he just fucks with her the whole thing, makes her hold his beer and just... <laughs> <laughs> like it's just... Oh, and also... They've got like a teleprompter above the stage, so like there's a there's a stenographer, so there's a, right. there's a sign language lady and a stenographer sort of typing out exactly what she says. Wow! And of course, Patrice O'Neill makes it 
as awkward and as horrible for these people yeah. as possible, but yeah. it's hilarious. That must have been like an important deaf person, you know, to get like yeah. double, like like yeah. Helen Keller's yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Is that the most famous deaf person, Helen Keller? Yeah. She was I blind, think she's blind, blind as well. Yeah. Blind she was blind as well. As well oh, so wow. So she's fine. You literally had to poke her with Morse code to sort of like. <laughs> 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 shots. Yeah. And that was in the 90s, this special was, or this set was recorded. It must have been. I mean, yeah. I, d- I don't know. Because that's very common. I hear a lot of comics doing bits about being cruel to a sign language interpreter. Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard that. that bit a few times from different comics. You'll never believe what the sign for this is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, the deaf yeah. person's like, I saw it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's a pun if you think about it. Over time, I'm assimilating into English culture. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Union Jack Up. We're starting the episode. We've built up a head of steam. Will I keep the other shit in? I don't know. Welcome back, jerk offs. You're a goddamn pleasure. As always, I'm joined by two guests. That camera isn't on me, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the camera that's not on me. That's fine. Uh, I've got two guests, both from Ireland. Please welcome Eleanor Tiernan. Hey. And Peter Flanagan. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Way to fucking bring the energy up <laughs> <Yeah>. top. <laughs> Sippy Pete. <laughs> is this what this is going to be? I feel like I'm in a job interview. That's, you, how, that's how I've dressed. That's the energy I'm bringing to that's the true. occasion. That's because you're you're like you're a you're a stylish man though. Like Thank this, you. this I don't think I've ever seen you outside of a college shirt. Really? No, not at hmm. any point. Hmm, that's interesting. First time I've seen you in a vest, Eleanor. It's my it's a new new look I'm going for. <laughs> <laughs> I was I I was um in Aberystwyth at the weekend and I purchased this item for a costume I was wearing. What was um, the what was the costume? So the costume I was doing the show A Musical. A Musical with Jade Adams, with Jade Adams. Rich Wilson, friends of the show. Uh, yeah. And Kiri, uh, yeah, Kiri was the the host, and I was dressing in the costume of a man called Dominic Cummings, uh, and he's been known to wear a gilet. Okay. Uh, so I said I'll get. It. I, Wait, what, I, did, I what did you call gilet. that? Gilet. That's the that's the name of the item. What? Yeah. Huh? You knew this? Yeah, gilet. Merch. Yeah, gilet. What? You're learning. Yeah. No, I am learning. I am yeah. learning. What language That's is that it. even from? It's oh, a gilet. It sounds French. French. Sounds yeah. French. Yeah. But what, like, which you think Dominic Cummings wants? We are Francophones over here. We he would yeah. want. Yeah. He would want a British equivalent. <laughs> yeah. But what? A gilet. A, oh, okay. That, that's how you spell it. Good. Caught yeah, that. A gilet. J-O-L-E-T. Okay, but what? What's different between a gilet and a vest? Oh, you guys call a singlet a vest, don't you? Well, a vest is a vest. Yes. A vest is okay. I know that you invented the language, but uh, I'm the host of this podcast, so it's Australian English we'll be speaking in. Thanks, mate. Um, but yeah, so a gil- what's the difference between a gilet and a waistcoat? I guess um, a, a waist- waistcoat is like a, a, the third part of a of a suit that uh-huh. goes underneath a, a, a jacket. Okay, that's what I would call that. A vest then is something you wear underneath all of your clothing to keep you warm in the winter months. Correct. Okay, that's a singlet. An extra piece of uh, gilet is, is, mm. is like a gilet puffer is, coat. It's like a jacket with no arms. Yeah. Yeah. A jacket with no exactly. arms. Yeah. Jacket with no arms. Jacket with no arms. That's a gilet. a gilet. A jacket with no arms. Thank you, yeah. French people, for confusing me <laughs> unnecessarily <laughs> again. Jacket. Yeah, a jacket, a gilet. Without the jacket. Okay, I'm good. I'm here. All right. So why why was he known to wear that? He's he's just got this unique style. This man. This man. Yep. So like I was uh, trying to capture him on stage. Yeah, I guess he's. Uh, people might know him uh, from. He's like the main special advisor to 
Boris Johnson at the moment. Oh, so this is like double ignorance for me. I don't know this what you're talking guy, about. Yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. He's, he's the what? shadowy strategist behind. It didn't even, it didn't even work with the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, who? Yeah, it, was, it was a niche, a niche, so niche reference. Did you have to perform a song? Yeah. At this gig. That, yeah. that sounds like the most terrifying of all things. Like, people seem to love doing that show, but everyone's like, it you sing a song for horrendous. a musical. I wouldn't be able to do it's it. It's awful. But can you, can you sing? Because I assume all Irish people can sing. No, no. Like, I can, I can sell a song, See? which is a different thing. It's, get on board, guys. Come on, enjoy this. <laughs> uh, and that's fun to do. But uh, you're right in what you say that it is absolutely terrifying in the run-up yeah it. it's yeah it's did, not did you enjoyable en- at all did you enjoy yeah. it like after like was it are you glad you experienced this horror or like yeah like because there's there is that fine line between pleasure and what is just relief uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no i did i did enjoy doing it it was yeah. it was it was fun to do do so. they do they train you to sing no, they give you nothing. They give you one run through before the show. You go up and you you sing it with the musical and you find out how it's going to sound at that point. Oh my God. Yeah. And that yeah, uh, just like now go, there's, there's, there's lots of people there. I think this is a very lots popular show. Yeah, it's terrifying. But they can all sing professionally because like Kiri and um, Jay, they're like both opera singers. Well, like they're not trained, but like they can... Yeah, it, they're right? both they're both good singers. Yeah, this yeah. is just fucking cruel. That'd be like me being a bunch of bunch of musician mates being like, go do a set. Yeah, here's what it'll look like. <laughs> good no luck. No one would want to see that. No, no. no one yeah. see I that. think at the back of your mind, you're kind of going, maybe I'll be really good. <laughs> this is the moment I'll find out. Uh, and um, no. Yeah, then that gets swapped in for just the the crack of doing it. Okay. You lose you lose that hope, but you get the crack. Is, is the idea that like it's like enjoyable and funny because it's not perfect, like not polished or like totally? And they said they're they're really good when they introduce the show to the audience. They they they're very careful to explain these these are not these are not going to be good singers. Uh, <laughs> now on the night that we did it, it was a little bit. The, the, we were really there was one really great singer who had never sung before in public. It was incredible. Uh, Welsh comedian. Of course, um, Welsh, another absolutely, yeah, yeah. It was always, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always, it was. So that was, I, I was, I was happy for the audience <laughs> that they had that at least. Did that? Did that yeah. person like just secretly like just kind of you know they've just kind of checked themselves out in the shower in a car, being like, I can, I'm gonna crush this. His whole time, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, just singing at home. And he said his family are all really good singers, and he's the like the like the not good singer in his family. Really? So, so that by was comparison, where he was his by whole life, he thought he wasn't he good at singing. He thought he wasn't a good singer. And then he got up and he sang uh, Bring Him Home from Les Mis. Exquisite. Wow. Yeah. I just I just wouldn't even... I think the hardest thing for me in that gig would be, be like, what musical would you like? What song? And I'd be like, I don't know any. Yeah, well, like, you, get, you, 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 get, you have to submit it in advance. So you're not just asked to sing on the night. <laughs> oh, no, but just like, yeah. I mean, like, I would have to then watch like four to five musicals to try and find something. Totally, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I just... Well, you, there's quite a few. You, you'd be surprised, like, because all the Queen songs are in a musical now in the West End. Right. So you would know those, at least. <laughs> uh, all the Mama, all the Abba songs, they're all now right. musical songs. So there's, there's a whole genre of musicals. Is this interesting for your listeners? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Assume everything uh, is interesting. Okay. So 
uh, there's a whole genre of musicals that are like narrative based and the songs come out, spring out of the narrative but there's a whole new bunch of like ones on the West End now which are just based on like what songs are popular let's fit a narrative right. on top of them so the Queen musical yeah. the, there's, there's Motown Michael Jackson all this stuff sure. isn't know? it hilarious that Michael Jackson is still playing nightly in London and I, <laughs> I, I, did, I did check no age limit Oh, really? Beautiful. Yeah, I was like, this is funny, right? And just like, yeah, nothing. I saw Michael Jackson perform as a child uh, in Dublin. My parents took me, and it was magical. Like, it was an incredible performance. It's one of my favorite childhood movies. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was there at my parents. You had a rough year. It was great. It was so great, you know? What age would you have been? I was young now. I was probably seven, like six, seven. Um, and I remember just being up on my dad's shoulders watching Earth Song and the whole crowd like he, he was taking <laughs> it, 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 it was amazing it was, it was in the RDS open air 20,000 people and uh, he wouldn't take a, like he was just performing straight through he wouldn't take an interval so he was just sitting was a little bit performative in retrospect but he was sitting on this chair and they were just filling him full of water and he was exhausted and panting but he had to build towards his finale and he's just sitting there in chair, sweating, panting. They're filling him full, full of water. And 20,000 people are just chanting, Michael, Michael. My. Amazing, amazing experience. Was it, do you think it was a real jeopardy that he, he wouldn't be able to do the ending? <laughs> <laughs> As a six-year-old, stroke seven-year-old, I bought into it. Yeah. I believe this man. Oh, man. That's so weird. I've never, <laughs> ever met someone who, like watched michael jackson perform while in the danger zone in his prime he was in his prime (laughs) yeah and And my mom loved him like she would have been like oh let's go meet him you know absolutely do you think your mom would have loved him enough to he's like i really think your son's a cool guy maybe we could (laughs) spend a weekend you know could i babysit sometime should have been like sure Uh, you have to remember this is ireland as well so you know (laughs) with a bad track record (laughs) in this in this area you know yeah all right fair enough like i did my first confession what age what age do we do our first confession again around the same age the danger zone about six or seven <laughs> you guys do your first confession then yeah yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. we're like we're like 12 in australia i'm catholic i'm i, I did the thing yeah did, well maybe I, you're I, more i made the moves yeah. i was gonna say you're more sophisticated in australia but you had that cardinal last year right oh yeah yeah, yeah. hell he's like he was like number like three in the vatican yeah. he went down hard like yeah. he's gone mm. he lost the appeal too so he's, he's fucked yeah he's done he's done he's, he's in done. Toast. he's in prison yeah he's, he's it's over another one bites the dust yes queen song available for musicals mm. yeah <laughs> um but yeah so no we're like 12 it's six, six or seven yeah how could you possibly understand the concept of confession absolutely but i think it's a perfect way to understand uh catholicism because i remember not having like i was a good kid I had nothing to confess. Right. So I said to my mum, I was like, what do I say? And she's like, I'll just make something up. <laughs> Which is the whole tenet of Catholicism. Just make up a story and people will go with it. So, you know, that's, that's, that's how I got indoctrinated. Right. Mm. I, thought, I thought I had stuff when I was six or seven. Really? Yeah. You're a bit of a wild child. I mean, no, I just, but I, just... I had, like I would say, oh, I said bad words or like very minor. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just don't lie. I just Total don't believe lie, yeah. that yeah. you didn't had not committed a single sin 
by the yeah. age of seven. I may have been a narcissist even then. That, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, mom, yeah. I've done nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I like your mother was so like, well, Peter, obviously you've done nothing wrong. Yeah. Because you're my yeah. beautiful no, yeah. child. Yeah. <laughs> I never consider this, but this is such an yeah. insight into my relationship with my mother. You know? She's yeah, like, well, clearly just make something up, yeah. perfect child. You've done nothing wrong, perfect child. Now mm. here's your ticket to Michael Jackson. Exactly. Your <laughs> yeah. reward for being There'll Jesus be too soon. <laughs> I found the dark... Um, I couldn't believe how hard pedophiles are working. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, and like. What, sorry, what what made you think about that? The doc. The doc. The what? doc, the Michael Jackson doc. Oh, sorry. I was like, I just mm. thought it was like an Irish doc. And I was yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah, the doc the, yeah. the doc yeah. workers. I was like, what's the, what? Okay. They bring yeah, the so kids in The Michael pranks. Jackson documentary, like, no, Finding nothing. Neverland. We're in I'm now. sure there's stuff down at the docks, but <laughs> this is uh, that's yeah. a different discussion. Wait, so uh, like how hard pedophiles were, like in terms of Michael Jackson in particular? Him, yeah, yeah. What the lengths he was he was going to and the work he was putting in to the grooming was Right. Admirable. Yeah. Well no <laughs> in comparison to what what we think, you know, yeah. but like I think if we if we really figured out how how much effort how hard they're trying to get kids. I mean like you'd be a bit more alert to it. <laughs> Well, like, the one thing, this this came up where we had uh, Rob Mulholland on, and then I heard it the other day. Like, I didn't realize that in the UK, like, getting abducted by a pedophile was like a parental threat. Like, <laughs> that's like, like was... a thing. That, like, if you keep misbehaving, a man in a van is going to come and take you. And I was like, <laughs> Rob was telling me, and I'm like, get the fuck, no one does that. And I was just walking through the mall the other day, and this kid's like running off, and her mom's like, if you keep walking away, the man in the van. And I'm like, Jesus, pedophilia is a disciplinary yeah. tool yeah. Yeah. Wow. in the UK. Or, or, yeah, or even other children. Maybe it was from the, what is it, the Bulger kid that got killed? Or remember that was like, that like. I love, I love that this is like a podcast about Ireland. We just started off fucking dark. dark. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like. It's just so on brand for like anything <laughs> Irish. Like I love that you guys are just like gripping yourselves with the crossed arms, being like, "Yeah, talking about our childhoods." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But no, yeah, it's it's. I just found it funny because like, in Australia, like the threat. I don't know what the threat is. I think you just get hit by a car, like maybe like an animal. Or the something. sun. The, the sun. sun is the biggest sun. threat. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah, the sun. I mean, the sun is like the real threat, but that's mm. only coming in recently, you know. Mm. All these people just dying in Australia. And everyone's like, "Why? It's so nice. <laughs> the weather's so beautiful. Why is everyone just going down?" And I'm like, "Oh, maybe because our skin color isn't designed for this beach. We're used to Brighton beaches. We got like good soles in our feet for the pebbles. No melanin in the skin. You know, you feel like you've got good soles." Oh, absolutely not. Our souls are compromised okay. through, a, through a very awkward genocide. I love that it comes up every podcast. Everyone's like, Dan, are you aware that your people masked everybody? I'm like, yep. People are saying that to you? That's something that comes up in the podcast? Yeah, every, like, every yeah. time. Like, mm. People are well aware of Australian racism, no one aware of Canadian racism. And then Trudeau blacked up a few times. Felt great. That <laughs> <laughs> really took the heat off you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, come great. on, if you're a bet man, definitely the Australian Prime Minister was the one. Like, if you're going to bet any Prime Minister to do blackface, you'd be like, the Australian one, for sure. <laughs> like, and like, currently, you know, just like come out doing a press conference in blackface. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, ah, we knew it. Like, but yeah, Trudeau. ScoMo's never been to a party, you know? Dude, ScoMo, you know, I don't know if this counts as... Um, uh, what's that one defamation but the big rumor in Australia is uh, our Prime Minister Scott Morrison shit himself in Ingerdean McDonald's in 1997 
In which McDonald's? Engadine, <laughs> which is a suburb just south of Sydney where he comes from, in the Shire, which mm. is the bit that had the race riots right. in 2005 on brand. Uh, but yeah, he shit himself in the McDonald's because his team lost the grand final in the NRL. And that's the big that rumor. That caused him to shit himself. Because he got so drunk, he was so okay. sad that he shit himself in McDonald's. Generally, I think that would be a mark of pride <laughs> for any Australian prime minister that he loves sports so much he shit himself in the Maccas. But people who, keep trailing about Who was the prime it. minister who could down pints? And that was like... Let's uh, make... Recently departed Bob Hawke. Bob Rest Hawk. in peace, mate. Right. Yard glass record at Cambridge still stands I, I don't understand how they found out about him shitting himself well there's just been this rumor that's gathered a lot of hate in australia and he refuses to address it and of everyone, course and everyone, <laughs> of course he does <laughs> but there are like internet documentaries being like <laughs> did scott morrison shit himself in england does like a, a case study and like they like have social media stuff from then and whatever it's pretty good that's great yeah so that's what australia's into we don't have a lot of news <laughs> yeah but it's not actually the worst thing now you know for a prime minister no. to have done. It's, it's quite quaint. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of cute. Yeah. Like humanizing, if <laughs> anything. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I shit myself once. He shit himself too. I should vote for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, back back into the island. So you guys were confessing at like six, seven. You guys are both Catholic, right? I just want to make sure. Well, certainly baptized Catholic. Baptized Catholic, yeah. Eleanor? Same, yeah. Raised Catholic. Let's just say raised Catholic. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Why? Why sort of? I don't think my parents really bought into the whole thing, but they, it was like, it was like, it would have been culturally inappropriate to not be kind of Catholic. It was very homogenous. Certainly where I grew up, it was very homogenous. And where, where Every, did you grow up? I grew up in County Kildare. It's a very flat, green place, quite okay. rural. Everybody was, everybody that I knew at least was, was like Caucasian, Catholic, very homogenous. You know, right. you, you prayed at the start of the school day. You probably, I think we prayed again after lunch. There was like a religion class mm. and you, you, everybody did their first confession, first communion. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the confirmation was the other one? Confirmation, you all do yeah. it together as a class. I remember there was one kid, Marcus, uh, who uh, his parents were atheists. So he would not partake. And when we would have religion class, yeah, he would leave the room. And even though like that's perfectly, I would say that's perfectly normal now in retrospect. At the time, everyone was like, Marcus is weird. Like, what's <laughs> what's with Marcus? He's going know? to hell, dude. Yeah, yeah. So even though I don't think my parents really believed in it, just culturally, culturally, yeah, definitely culturally Catholic. Okay, and like, so was everyone there Catholic, or was everyone there just Protestant or Catholic? Uh, like, predominantly Catholic. Okay. Yeah. We didn't and certainly in my primary school. I don't think there were any Protestants. No, no one, no orange bastards just rolling around. No, we'd be too far south for that kind of carry out. <laughs> Fantastic. I like, I like to, I like to just see if I can provoke anything here. It's always a bit, of, always a bit of fun. Because I, I remember mean, in secondary school, I remember there were Protestants. I remember there was about three Protestants, and it wasn't. No one would have given. It would have never come up. But the right. fact that I know they, I've counted them. That's quite. <laughs> that's quite telling. Yeah, no one really noticed. But there were three of them, and only three. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They had nicer cars. And what? What about you, Eleanor? Where did you grow up? Similar. Yeah, I was a little bit uh, county called Roscommon, and a little bit possibly more rural than where Peter is from. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, zero Protestants. Uh, in my Zero. upbringing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. did not meet one until I moved to Dublin. Did, did you get and tales of exciting. them? Yeah. Was it was it like, oh, you, if you ever see a Protestant, they've got three <laughs> heads, and you know they're 
waving a Union Jack and shit. That was that would have even been to acknowledge their existence. Wow. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, it didn't even go that far. That's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, didn't 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 question anything. Yeah, I just thought that was the the way. Catholic um, forever. Catholic. Just, this is the way. Yeah. We all decided. I, d- I mean, people say to me now, "Was your was your upbringing? Did you have a a very Catholic upbringing?" And is Ireland very Catholic? And I, I don't know how you could be brought up in Ireland and not be. Right. Even if you're a Protestant, you're still Catholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me, you are, because it's in the war. It's not even about saying prayers. It's just the mindset that people have. Right. About. Um, like, this is something that I've found weird, right? Because I was, I was raised Catholic in Australia. Um, like, again, like, kind of like your parents, I guess. And my dad says that he's Catholic, but he's not like no like never never Mm. went to church mom went to church for a bit and then the priest left and then she's like oh i don't want to go anymore and i was like oh you just liked hanging out with that dude like that wasn't like god it was just you thought this guy was charismatic like that's all that was yeah but like that's like if you stopped watching the daily show when john stewart left yeah it's like you don't like the news you (laughs) like john stewart like yeah yeah, Yeah. it's like it's a different vibe But um, yeah, that was yeah. funny because I never, I never really felt particularly Catholic. And then like coming here, I definitely identify with people when they talk about a Catholic upbringing and like, really? like the, the kind of like the guilt repression balance. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. And then like, yeah, because I, I realized that as a white Australian, that's the exact same feeling as being a Catholic anywhere. You know what I mean? Because like you're guilty, right, right, <laughs> and right. you're original repressed. sin. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, because yeah. like you, like it, you didn't do it, mm. but you did participate in the genocide, so you feel guilty. And then the the repression is because we're just a repressed group of people. Mm. You, like, have, you, yeah. have, you have you have a day. You have a sorry day, which is the most Catholic thing. Yeah, I, I mean, imagine. it's like it's such bullshit. The sorry day. The big the big one now is the debate about Australia Day, like whether to move the date sure, because sure. that was the date that the British landed. But then the indigenous population... I feel like it's a, a genocide day. Yeah, kind of like you realize that was when you invaded us. And we're like, oh, but go on. <laughs> when else are we have it? It's good weather, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. like, oh, it's very, yeah. I, I'm totally for shift the date, just, you know, if anyone's wondering. But, like, it is quite funny. Is the solution to the genocide to move it to a different date? Is that what... Yeah, they're, they're just like, they don't even, like... <laughs> they're giving up on like maybe you guys should leave like no one's arguing for that anymore no. they're like could you be less racist and change the date and we're like nah we like the date like, <laughs> you know it's it's very odd just because i thought because like you know i'm i'm 30 um i thought it was always that date and it was always celebrated because mm. like i kind of remember it from when i was like 10 but that's when we started when I was 10, so like 20 years ago, that's when it started That's being, when Australia Day was found. Became a thing. I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. it was just not a thing forever. But like all these old people who are the ones who don't want to change the date, they just spent like 50 years of nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. why, why are you committed to it now? It's, su- it's such a weird debate. That's hilarious. Yeah, because everyone like, everyone's like, oh, but it's summer. So like we kind of want that. And if you move it here, then we've already got like a long weekend then. Like, you know. They just don't want to lose a public holiday, is that? They haven't really thought about it. Well, we'd have a replacement public holiday. It's yeah. just trying to figure out the date for it. And I don't know. I think we. I don't know if we call it Australia Day anymore. Mm. I never know about that. If Indigenous people get pissed off at, at being called Australia, mm. I don't think so. I think they're fine with that. They just yeah. they just don't like uh, getting killed and institutional racism. Like I think mm. those are the two main issues. That'll be the big problem. Yeah. Right. But yeah, but it's just it's like you know just tradition. Like it's just there. Like people get so weird about it. So like, we couldn't possibly change the date. Like why we did twenty years ago. And no one gave a shit. Yeah. Like, is, is 
Ireland seems to be a place that was quite like, we're not going to change too much. Sure. We're just going to hold firm here. And then recently, it's kind of been like, nah, fuck that. Let's, let's change things up. Like, yeah. let's, you know, let's yes. get involved. The line, yeah, it was, it was hold, hold for ages. And then, <laughs> and then there was, yeah, just the numbers that yeah. changed. Uh, was, that, was that like an age, like flip, you reckon? An or? age thing. But then also, I think uh, being part of the EU right uh kind of uh made everybody feel a bit kind of more international and sexy and <laughs> so, man, we started to see we might get more action yeah. <laughs> yeah. if we if we bend a, a more flexible if we chill yeah yeah if we, we drop some of these red lines we have <laughs> people became richer you know people yeah. went on holidays people got sky television right we became a more globalized yeah. Culture. Met so, foreigners. More foreigners? Met for, met, met them. And yeah. had more, yeah, mm. foreigners. Because you, you guys are like similar age to me, right? Like when you were growing up, was there not... No. Were you guys, no. Well, you guys seem like you both grew up quite rural. Yes. But did you go to university in a... I went to university in Dublin. And university... Galway, the west coast. West coast. Yeah, so, more rural. More rural? <laughs> like more rural than where you grew up or just more rural than... No, halfway. Halfway? Yeah. Okay, so your university, were there just foreign students being My like, My university what was so Catholic. It was, and, and so quite, it was like IRA. <laughs> 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 you don't have to name names, dude. No, no it's chill. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so that was, like, that was like the vibe there? Yeah, it was. And like at the time, I didn't realize how strange that is. Uh, right. Yeah. But that was uh, when... That was post troubles, right? When uh, you were at uni. Yeah, it was late, like late nineties, so that kind of time. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but there was still like a sentiment. Like, were you? Like, I'm not gonna say were you involved. That sounds like I'm. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like fucking Frost Nixon. But like, yeah. no, just, like yeah. no, but just like, yeah. so what was that? Just like part of the experience. Like it was kind of like a, like this is the thing. I don't, I don't understand the IRA in any serious sense. Like I only kind of, <laughs> I only understand it from the rubber banded song, yeah. like your man in the Da Vinci code, he's in the rut, like that kind of like post. Postmodern kind of a surrealist uh, yeah. approach, which is definitely how I think a lot of my generation specifically uh, in the Republic of Ireland view the IRA insofar as it's kind of an abstract concept because we didn't grow up with it right we, we learn about it principally from history yeah. even recent history uh so there's kind of an ironic sort of relationship mm. with the ira which i think you may not have if you grow up in the north of northern ireland perhaps right northern would be a bit more serious it'd be well, like yeah, it this is be more this is a real thing yeah sure okay but like is, is that, that fair to say do you agree with that yeah yeah i think yeah because th things ch just changed really quickly in Ireland, once the peace uh, kind of the right. Friday happened, so yeah, as you say, they went from being, uh, you know, uh, like a like a power, the power kind of dissipated away from that, and they started to seem, um, they just went off the radar for a while. Because uh, like they they were no longer required. Is that like the yeah? Basically, the ceasefire. <clears throat> hey guys, we're good. Let's just rebuild our country and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but yeah, it's it's so funny because like, yeah, I just I had I had no, I had no idea how recently that was until I came here. Like when it's people like no 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 like dude like early nineties like it was on, it was on and I'm like 
wait, when I was alive, I'm like, yeah, like it was a whole thing. And I, yeah, because I, I offended a lady at a show once. That's like the, that's like the one time that I offended someone because I did like a joke about the troubles, which I've been told is like a very kind of common joke just about the name. Sure. Like, oh, yeah. you know, just like, just yeah. what a, what a weird euphemism. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, it'd be like America calling 9-11 the kerfuffle, you know, yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. And this lady just like fucking like, she was like kind of middle-aged Irish lady. And she just like tore me a new one. I think really? I spoke, did I speak to you about it? Was that in Belfast? No, that wasn't in Belfast. In Belfast, I fucked up in a completely different way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember um, you said you had a tough gig in Belfast. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't all right. Well, the first thing, the lady, she was just like, how, how dare you refer to the IRA as terrorists? Like you can't, like, that's not what they are. They're like freedom fighters. Like, would you call what Palestine is doing terrorism? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, like, uh, you kind of, kind of complicated. Back, yeah, like you know, I do, I do understand there are two sides to every story. But yeah. if you're just looking for, like, if you're looking for an umbrella term, probably. But like, you know, it, it was, it was funny because she was like furious, and like, I had no idea. That is funny. That, that is, she's that furious about it. Like, yeah, because I'm, she must encounter that every day of her life. Really, that, that is what the IRA are referred to as. So, so for her to get that angry with you, yeah, about it is, uh, it doesn't that, sound like a reasonable. That's surprising. To like you guys, as like Irish people, be like, really, you're gonna get mad about the Australian calling them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think she. Was but she saying. couldn't contextualize it. Mm. Mm. Uh, Especially at a comedy show, I presume you didn't like burst into her kitchen and start throwing the It was a weird. You didn't uh, interrupt yeah. the baptism of her child. It was a weird reading at the wedding, but I thought it needed <laughs> to be said. Uh, no, it was just yeah, it was just very odd. Like that was like she was like furious. Like I had to I had to like let her kind of yell at me for like ten minutes. That's ridiculous. And just kind of be like, hey, didn't mean anything by it. Everything's gonna be okay. This is in Shoreditch. This is like. Yeah, it was like it was like a music gig. Shout out to Sofa Sounds, love Sofa Sounds. Um, yeah, and just yeah, they. I don't want to speak on behalf of all Irish people, but she sounds like a gobshite. <laughs> uh, I think she would be called a gobshite, or maybe even a fucking idiot. <laughs> like I think, um, like they, they just agreed not to. The, the Good Friday Agreement was the whole thing was, okay, that's a perspective, but we're just not going to talk about it like that anymore. We're just going to move on from that kind of right. discussion. So uh, like it doesn't sound like she'd kind of really grasped that there's another perspective to right. uh, uh, the piece. And if, we're, if we want to solve it, you've got to, like, okay, you just, you just can't yeah. stay in your own entrenched position about the whole thing. Was she right. aware it was over? Like, Pardon? Was she aware it was all over? I think so, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. She, was, she wasn't like, you don't know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. The, Bel the Belfast thing was like a completely different... Um, I, I didn't really offend anybody. It wasn't, like, it wasn't like bad or anything. It was just like I referred to the people in Northern Ireland because I, I was trying to be on top of it. I referred to them as British and then I got off stage and they're like, no, you shouldn't do that. And I'm like, but... If I refer to them as Irish, would they think that I think I'm in the Republic of Ireland? Mm. And they're like, well, yes. So you're kind of fucked either way. Just it's call difficult. them see, you this guys. Is the thing. Yeah, you just, you just kind of, it's this constructive ambiguity that the politicians use, which is, I guess, you just kind of tread that line and try not to, uh, uh, try to keep both possibilities alive. 
Right. You just got to be like, oh, you guys, you British Irish? Yeah, you're like... <laughs> you British Irish people? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. good, yeah. good Irish Having Britons? your full mm, breakfast yeah. this morning. <laughs> yeah. If it's any yeah. I don't think it's much easier for us. Like, I, my first time performing up there, and I remember my opening line was talking about, you know, you know what it's like here in Ireland, you know? And then I thought, oh, I need to rework this piece of material because yeah. some people might identify with that but then others won't so I need to totally well that's what they seemed to say they were like it was quite funny because they were like you shouldn't do that and I was like what should I say and they're like just say like here yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like nothing nothing specific yeah. you know Absolutely. and it was funny because apparently they've like yeah mentioned that to a few other people this is like the Empire Laughs Back Belfast big big club Beautiful the big room. thing yeah. um yeah, I'm going. I'm going back there in November, so I don't know. I'm going to forget again for sure. <laughs> I'm going to call them like both, just like trying to dress both. Do that, or else go big. Just go big. Yeah. Uh, mm. With it. What do you mean? Uh, just hit them with like Ireland. It's one. Give me the so, six counties back. You say fucking Ireland, dogs. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, Ireland, uh, or uh, uh, there may be a few pricks <laughs> <laughs> who aren't Irish. Yeah. Uh, it's a good idea. Like I've seen comics up there. Like I was my first time there. The host went out and said, "Where are my prods at? Where are my prods? Where are the papers? Where are the papers?" This is crowd work, and I was like shocked, but it worked. Right. Know? I think if you like address the elephant in the room and just talk about like the most normal thing in the world, then they're totally on board. But I don't think you can. Yeah. Is is it more divisive in Northern Ireland just because it's a smaller population, smaller place? Like whereas in the Republic, like the further south you go, like they're probably just going to be. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna find too many split allegiances. Sure, it's just it's, they're culturally just different. We've kind of developed differently, right? But you, you still know. want them. You still want them back, right? You guys are still. Uh, I I can't speak for everybody. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a live issue. It's like the big concern I think now is how would we pay for it? Right. You know, I think that seems to be. Is the, are they are they an expensive bunch? They live extravagant lives. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're very extravagant. <laughs> <laughs> I love that like they, you guys they, are trying to be like very like sensitive and <laughs> diplomatic and I'm just being such a cunt just like coming in. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 uh I mean the I mean like they have to give them a billion trees may have to give them a billion pounds. Like, they're very they're it's a very expensive place to keep running. Right. Um to keep the lights on there is is, <laughs> is uh is no small thing. Uh, also culturally I think you'd have to totally rethink what the Republic of Ireland is because you'd have to uh, accommodate this community, mm. uh, this unionist community, who don't really identify as being Irish, or they have a different relationship with their Irishness. So it's very complicated. It's very complicated. You know, I don't think you, uh, you know. But it should happen. It should happen. <laughs> okay, there we go. It should yeah. definitely happen. Totally. Yeah. Do you, Do you reckon it will? Do you reckon there's any? Do you reckon there's a chance? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Um, it sounds slim though it sounds like a slim chance I mean I don't know if you know I about know the if, English if, they hate giving shit back <laughs> yeah. that's slim chances I got chances. some experience they, with they, that but they're fucking themselves up this is <laughs> we're not even trying to get them back <laughs> the slim chance is getting fatter and fatter like when I was when, when, you, when I remember as a kid we would, we would learn about it in school and I was like oh yeah there may be United Ireland someday and, right. but it was always like not in our lifetime don't, don't, don't even think about it mm. whereas now <laughs> Just in the last three years, it's like, oh, this might happen soon. Right. You know? uh, kind of the, <laughs> you know, Britain has kind of pressed the self-destruct button on the union. Yeah. Um, and we're all kind of like, oh, we, Ireland's in this weird position we've never been in before. So 
Right. It's, it's a live issue for Dude, the first that, time in my lifetime. That's like that's like us. Like this is like I don't know, you guys probably don't follow this, but apparently post Brexit there might be free movement oh, between Australia be great for and the UK. Yes. And I'm like, no. Fuck <laughs> off. Like if you guys want to come to us for free, that means this place is going down. Like there's no <laughs> way they'd pitch that if there was gonna be like a strong economy and a good UK, yeah. you know? I don't like, I if don't they want to if they want us coming that. over, no mm. way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We used to come here to get the pound to be triple the dollar. Work in a kitchen for a year. Go watch the cricket for two. Come on. Mm. That's, that's not a good sign. You know what I mean? That's like if America's like, hey, come on in. It's like, oh, this place is going under. Like, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I for did, sure. Aussies, I don't think in general, outside of, you know, creative types like yourself, in general, probably Thank don't you. want to move to the UK. Is that fair to say? Um, like, there's, I think everyone, everyone wants like for a bit. You yeah. know, I think, I think like, you know how people are kind of like in like a relationship sense, like they'd like to be in a relationship with someone like wild mm. for a bit, like just for a tiny bit. Like you don't want to feel your whole life. You just want a little thing like, oh man, I was crazy back then. You know, like I, I, used, to, I used to be in a band, like, you know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. And you settle down. The story and have... to tell afterwards. Exactly. Rather than actually, yeah, but you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to be, you don't want to be 50 in here, you know, just being like, oh no, <laughs> what's going to happen? How did this happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely like you want a little bit because like mm. that thing. I'm, I'm like you know I'm going back soon. That'll be like two years. I think everyone's kind of like three's good. Three's like your maximum mm. you can. You spend like a year settling in. You spend like a year kind of being like, oh yeah, no, I think I get it. And then you spend a year, a year just, sick of wine, it. Yeah, just <laughs> being like, oh, this fucking uh, like you know just like yeah. slowly grumbling. Yeah. Until you know Australia's like desert, mm. uh, culturally and physically, <laughs> is is very enjoyable. Yeah, well, it's just uh, it's kind of a, a higher standard of living, as, assuming yeah. you play by the rules, right? Oh, just de- like just in general, like you know, I went to like a, a family friend's house the other day. It was like a really nice house, like in Hammersmith, like triple story. Like it'd be worth so much money, and I'm like, this house sucks compared to like every Australian <laughs> house. Like you know, just like it just yeah. sucks. Like just the bathrooms are small. Like you know, just everything's kind of on top of each other in Australia. It's just like, no, nah, just put a fucking room on. Yeah, like in Australia, we get granny flats out the back. Do you know how insane that is? Like over here, just like, oh, you know how we've got a house? Yeah, we put another little house in the backyard that we don't interact with at all. We've got space for it. They'd be making TV shows about that if it was here. Absolutely. The, yeah, the granny flat experience. Oh, fuck, yeah. I can't wait for the Australian reality TV. Oh, mate, Australian loves reality TV. We got That's all we do now. We've we got no creativity. We're just like, fucking look what we're doing. I'm like, oh, that looks sick. That's it. Mm. That's all Australian TV. <laughs> You guys, you guys have been out. You guys have both spent time. That's you were, right. You were Perth. Perth and Melbourne, yeah. How long? Two years. Two years. And Eleanor, you've just come festivals. Yeah. Been brought just, out. Yeah. You're one of those hot touring ticket acts. It's been great. Yeah. I love it, yeah. And then uh, my brother lives in Melbourne and he got married there last this year. So he's staying. So he's staying. She's locked him in? She has. He's locked him in? 2019? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they got married. Nice. And uh, all my family came as well during the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Wow. Yeah. So it was like during the festival. During the festival. like the, the, So the festival was all going on and then I was like off uh, doing the big family. Amazing. Wedding. Yeah, it was great. It was really good. And how, how, did the, how did the family feel about losing him to Australia? Um, uh, yeah, they don't really... What can you say? <laughs> it's uh, um, yeah. My parents are great. They go and uh, uh, go and visit him mm. all the time. 
uh, they go every year. So, because like, I gotta yeah. say one thing about like the Irish experience is like it seems to be like you guys love to leave. Like, I, I was I was looking yeah. before before I kind of before I came here, I was just looking stuff up. There's like <laughs> there's like 38 million people in America who identify as Irish American, and there's five million people in the Republic of Ireland. And then, like, in Australia, there'd be heaps as well. Like, over here, I assume there's quite a few. Yeah. It's very odd. Because actually, when you go, it can be... You have a choice when you get to a new country. You're going, am I going to be Irish here? (laughs) Or am I going to be something else here? Because you can totally slot into an Ireland abroad when you get to your new country. An an Ireland abroad? An Ireland that exists in this new place. Right. Uh, you can have your own little community. Yeah. Totally. And just play, an play, center, football, play football, yeah. uh, play the you know, same games, meet the same kind of people. Uh, you can, you can, yeah, just. Uh, Shit, maybe, to- maybe that's what I'm doing here. Maybe I'm just in a little Australia <laughs> over here. I don't know. Like, I, I think because I know enough. You're playing can, AFL on I'm the not, side? No, 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 please. I'm over here. I don't even own sports shoes anymore. <laughs> That's when I thought about how low the quality of life is here. I'm just like, at no point here I've ever been like, I might need exercise footwear. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone almost two years. I'm like, I'll be fine. I'll just walk a bit. Um, but yeah, no, so that's, that's really interesting. So you do, was that your experience in Perth? Did you fall into the Irish community? Um, a little bit. More so in Melbourne. I had like cousins and stuff there and I had friends from university. I, I knew a lot of Irish people mm. in Melbourne. But I had an Australian girlfriend and I was doing stand-up so I met a lot of Aussies through that as well. Sure. So I did have a kind of an Australian network as well. I think I balanced it reasonably well. Mm. I think. Yeah? Yeah. Ellen, Ellen was giving you a sceptical look. I just give her everyone's sceptical look. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, well, actually, here I don't really so much because uh, uh, none of my friends live close by. Right. So, yeah, and I just moved into a house share with people that aren't just from different parts of the world. So that's, I've not, I don't think I have been particularly Irish. I think I've gone reverse. I think in Australia, I made an effort to make Australian friends. And now that I'm in England, I have mostly Irish friends. <laughs> I've made less of an effort with, with, with the English. I went to an Irish bar near me in Hackney about two weekends ago whenever Ireland were playing Scotland and I walked in uh, you know so this is like uh, 8 a.m. in the morning yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the bar is open illegally um, it's run by this guy from Cork and he just hasn't bothered getting a license he just opened the bar and it's full <laughs> of Irish people uh, and in the bar guy I was with knew the guy behind they didn't know each other but they went to the same primary school in Cork and then I saw a guy that I went to secondary school with, didn't really know each other, but it was just this little Irish mm. uh, uh, community that I didn't know existed in Hackney, you know? You're right. So, and you just like walked in. Yeah, I felt very <laughs> comfortable there. Well, that, that was one of the craziest things when I went to like... Because England started playing immediately after and everybody left. So that <laughs> says an awful lot. Just immediately? Like, no, we're, we're good. Yeah, I think if Australia had been playing, people would have watched, but England were like, no, we're going, really? yeah, we're going do, back to bed. Do you, do you guys like us? I think, do we get on as countries? I think so. Because, like, America, I think, seems like American Irish people fucking bang on about being Irish. Like, I've, I've seen that really annoy Irish people. That's, like, one of my favorite things to watch when a bunch of Americans would be like, I'm Irish, you're Irish. And, like, Irish people are like, you're not Irish. You've never been to Ireland. You don't speak the language. You're just drinking a Guinness. I what think are you it doing? depends. Like, when Obama claimed his Irish heritage, we were very excited to accept him. You know? He claimed his Irish heritage? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. he yeah. did. President Obama. Yeah, so his great grandfather, I want to say, is from uh, County Offaly. 
So Caniopoli. Yeah. Oh my so god. So he visited his ancestral home. He did a big speech in Dublin. Thousands of people showed up to watch. I was watching on the TV with my parents. This is recently. This is what six years ago. And yeah. it was it was a cultural event. And now that town, uh, it's called Money Goal. Uh, there's yeah. nothing in this town, but um, up until fairly recently, it may still be there. Like I was passing through it with friends, and we stopped, and they'd lined the streets with American flags still. Um, <laughs> and they have a kind of retail center called the Obama Center. And it's got a Supermax, which is like a McDonald's equivalent. And there's nothing else in there except this Supermax, but it's like the Obama Center. Like they're super excited about it. Wow. So yeah. they're just psyched that he claimed it. Well, I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a good get. Yeah, yeah. Like Obama, great get. Yeah, like we, we love Obama. We're no less excited about Nixon. Really you, know. you know, there's, there's no, like, he, he, he's just win-win out of it. Yeah. Obama. Is, is that frustrating? Because, like, you guys have had your history of, like, no dogs, no blacks, no Irish. Like, if you is, is it annoying when people claim the good times? Like, because, sure. No. I'm fine with it. You're fine with it? You're fine yeah. with anybody jumping in? Um, big big island, big island policy. I don't know. I th- I think it I think it it probably plays to our advantage. It's right. kind of like um, you know, I don't know if you saw uh, Donald Trump and Leo Varadkar, who's our prime minister, had a meeting in Shannon Airport this year. And had a meeting in the airport. Yeah, it was awkward. So that is what it was like. Trump in a rush. Like what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. So Trump, I, yeah. Trump was Trump was was around. Uh-huh. He's got a golf course in. Uh, is it Donegal? His, his his golf course? No, it's in Doonbeg in County Clare. Oh, it's in Clare. Mm. Okay, so he, Trump wanted the meeting to take place mm. in his uh, golf course stroke hotel, and Dublin were like, no. <laughs> so they reached a compromise where they would meet in this airport. Mm. It was a really uncomfortable meeting, and Leo Varadkar just has these dead eyes. He's just kind of like, and Trump is just talking absolute nonsense about <laughs> how you know we've got a problem with our border right now, and of course America has its issue with its. But he's kind of comparing Mexico, like Mex- the Mexican border to the Irish border. Wow. It was bizarre. And nobody was quite sure, you know, who the Mexico was. Uh, <laughs> <in> Mexico? <laughs> um, and, and, but Faradkar just has this dead look in his eyes. And yeah. I kind of related to it because I lived in, in Boston for a summer working as a waiter. And I was the worst waiter. Wait, you lived in, in Boston? Yeah, for a summer. And really? Yeah, yeah. And I worked as a waiter in this, like, high-end Italian Sorry, restaurant. Just like, yeah, yeah. Just like me working like, yeah, you remember that summer I spent an Outback Steakhouse? <laughs> 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 Yeah, and like I was a bad waiter. Like I would ruin people's evenings. You right, know? I was bad. Because American I, wait standards are very high. Very high. Yeah, very high. I've seen European wait stuff. Awful. Like yeah. you're all rubbish. Yes, but like yeah. Americans. Yes, they're the creme of the creme. Yeah, well, they rely on tips. I mean, I was you were making like a dollar an hour. So yeah, you had to make twenty. How was your tip game? Amazing. Really? They loved me. Because you had an Irish accent? They were like, yeah. fucking... Yeah, and I, w- I, would, I would perform for them. I'd be like, hey, God, you know... I'd can you turn it up? Because now it's pretty low. Do you... Oh, I would turn it up. <laughs> can, you, can you go a little turn up right here? Uh, can no. you bring it up? You're not going to no. do it up? You don't no. want Eleanor no. to witness you turn it up? I think if we were, on, if we were yeah, solo, yeah. you would totally do it. But Eleanor just watching you be like... Yeah. <laughs> I would do great. And they would say ridiculous things to you. You yeah. know, about their ancestors or whatever, or th- th- whatever their perception of Ireland was. It'd be, sure. It would be totally absurd. But you would keep a straight face, nod, and take their money. And that's exactly <laughs> what Leo Varadkar was doing. He right. kept a straight face. I'm going to let this idiot 
finish his sentence and he can... I mean, no need to point it out and all that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, was a bit the, strong. The Irish economy is... I'm is sitting right massively. here, you've got to point it out. Like, it's fine. <laughs> the Irish economy is Male, so... Male, female, take the I think, from memory, I think Trump was sitting to Leo's right. <laughs> That's my excuse. This is, this is a fucking loophole and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, the, the Irish economy is so dependent on direct investment from American multinationals. So for Leo right. to turn around to him and say, what the hell are you talking about? It's just, it's just a bad idea politically. Mm. So you, you, you nod and you take their money. So that's why I don't personally find Irish Americans too troubling. You're like, if you guys are propping up the economy, you find sweet. You, you want to you pinch my cheek and call me cute, that's fine. Just give me 20% <laughs> of, the, of the vote, please. <laughs> Because, like, wait, so a lot, no, just um, for people who aren't aware, like, the, the, there were, like, two, were there two main migration periods from Ireland or three? There was, like, the one in, like, the 1840s? Yeah, it was the famine kicked off. Sorry, I'm, I'm giving you guys, like, you guys. Roughly. I don't know the exact dates. You do history in college. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You're really putting yeah. us on the spot here. Yeah, no, for yeah. some reason, I just, like. Because like I, I had like a very good friend, and we go back to the flight of the earls, if you like. <laughs> Please don't do that uh, to me. Well, are you in flight of the earls? You're like fucking bring on the flight of the earls. No, no, Let's no, do no, it. I'm oh, sorry. I thought yeah. I was like, all right, fuck, we'll, we'll go there. Um, but no, your friend. He's yeah, got a friend. I got a friend. Yeah, <laughs> it was from uh, Offaly, like Burr, Offaly County. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, it's awfully cold in Burr. Great, good stuff. Nice. Classic nice. zinger. Loved nice. it. Nixon's from Offaly as well. His, his ancestors were from Offaly. Really. Yeah. God damn, a lot of, lot of presidents out of Ireland. Go figure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was really funny going there because like, it was like so rural, mm. and, like so re- like remote. Like as an Australian, like, you know, I thought, you know, I get, I thought we got the market cornered on rural and I just thought Ireland because it's small. Mm. There's no way that anything can be so isolated yeah. in such a small country. But it, fu- it, was, it was real. There were like horses and shit. Like he lived in the, on like a farm and like they raised horses. And I was reading In Cold Blood like while I was staying there and they had the exact same family dynamic as the people who got murdered in the book and it was a very horrifying experience uh, <laughs> over Christmas yeah. but like yeah Offaly is a harrowing place at the best of times so. Offaly is a harrowing place well I'm being I'm on the I can say that because I'm on right in the border with Offaly so uh-huh. I've, it's I've the looked. suicide capital of Ireland no. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for backing me up there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry I just like, yeah. like what? Why is the... Ed I, Salmon is an Irish comic has a great line on it. He's from there and he says, Offaly is where depression comes from. That's where... That's know. the origin? Yeah. But like, why, why is the Irish humour so dark? Like, because my, my like perception of like all things Irish is like it's a very kind of like grim <laughs> realism. But like the people are very funny. Like it's a weird... Like, I, I, I find it hard to describe because my friend would give me these books to read and he'd be like, this is a great Irish novel. And I'd read it and it's the saddest fucking thing I've ever mm. read in my life. It's just like an orphan who grows up to be an idiot and then he gets tricked <laughs> by some woman and then he gets shot by the police accidentally. And like, that's just the end. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, where is that? It, it, it has been a hard history, right? Like, it's not, the Irish is not like, hey, man, we're just going strength to strength. We're just and like... Smooth sailing. Yeah. That, mm. that, that, what, what is that? Like, it's self, self-defense, isn't it? It's self-protection. What, the come in... The, we, we, we'll, we'll, we'll show you that we enjoy the misery. Uh, right. So, so when it's inflicted on us, we're, we're still powerful. You can't take away all our power. That's interesting. 
Yeah, smart. I'll take I'll take that on board. But the, it's like, smart, but it's not as smart as uh, um, improving your conditions. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, uh, d- 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 there's more sense to being k- kind of vulnerable because you've got still got to un- undo all the all the misery. Right. So you think do you think this is like a short sighted approach? Yes. Like they can't make fun of us if we make fun of ourselves, but oh god, can we fix this place? Yeah, <laughs> can, we, yeah. can we stop doing the stiff upper lip thing? Yeah, it's like when you see uh, uh, sometimes you see a comic and they're um, kind of uh, they're, 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 they've got a very cynical world view, mm. but they're quite new on in their stand up career. Yeah, and you're kind of like I don't know that the, the bad things that would have ha- had to happen to you for you to have that viewpoint, you're too young to have that happen to you. <laughs> right. It will happen to you, but yeah. discover it. Don't, <laughs> don't try and get there before right. it happens to you. Yeah, just take, take your time. Take your this time. will all happen. Yeah. Just yeah. enjoy you're the gonna happy times. You're going to have all the pain. You're gonna, it's going to be very unpleasant. Right. So what, what, caused, what caused you guys to move here? Because, like, sorry, just with the migration thing, I did, I did look into it a little bit. There was the, the one in like the 1840 to America. So that's like that all kind of happened. Because it was like rough times, Irish going to America, getting treated very badly. But now you'd have to say like pretty important part of like American culture mm. in a way. Like the Irish, like um, at least in like film stuff, there's like a lot of depictions like Irish people in America. But then there was like the second, what well, there was like the Celtic Tiger in like the 90s, when, yeah. 80s? Late, late, late 90s into the 90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah, early 2000s. Right, and then that kind of then the recession kind of hit hard Two th- up 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 2007 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Lehman Brothers oh. right was that like the recession was real bad in Ireland yeah, yeah. 20, 2012 was the highest year of emigration in decades and that's right. when I left that's when I went to Perth Right. Yeah. So you, you went out. Now, Eleanor, were you gone before then, or no? I was still in Ireland. You were still point. in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. You rode it out like a <laughs> like a true hero. Yeah, and then when things started to go up, go up again, I came here. I'm out of here. <laughs> I came here, and then six months later, they voted uh, <laughs> for Brexit. Right. Yeah, that was. Oh, so you've only moved timing. here recently. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought I thought you've been here for quite a while. I don't know why. Just well, it's it's four years now. Yeah. Four years. That's not. How long have you been here, yeah. Peter? Uh, it'll be three years next month. I thought you guys had spent more time in the UK than I had. So wait, mm. so what, what, what spurred you to come across? Was it just the comedy? Was it like the creative industries in Ireland or? Yeah, there was some, um, I guess, yeah, just, I guess whatever strands you have to do, uh, you know, your work mm. uh, were kind of, uh, yeah, there was just the way the scene kind of changed a bit. Uh, it seemed like, there wasn't going to be much going to happen in Ireland for right. a while, so I said I'll just go go to the UK. And have you have you enjoyed this place? Have you found it an easy transition, even though you're not living in the island in London? Yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ireland in London. <laughs> it's yeah, it's great. Like yeah, any any move is is is. I always find things like quite stimulating and uh, doing comedy mm. for new groups of people. And I'm trying to understand what is what what they're sensitive about. Do, do you think like UK audiences dig Irish accents, Irish comics? Do you get that? I I think I get a little outsider boost mm. being Australian. People are like, oh fucking, 
oh hello like you know you, you get an extra 20 seconds at the top i think if you've got an accent don't you i feel like they, they give you a little bit more yeah they're just like intrigued yeah yeah they're like what are they the thing is if you I mean, if you talk about them they fucking love it yeah, yeah. Right. If you get to be an outsider coming over here being like, you know what you guys are like, British people are like, we're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's very true, yeah. Still, still an empire in your mind? Great. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so you, did you, have you found it easier? Because like, I assume Irish, like you guys, you have your, like your kind of slang and your like quite inside stuff. Because like when you ever see like a group of Irish people really going for it together, you're like, what the fuck are you saying? Incomprehensible. Yeah, it's yeah. it's quick and there's it's moving, and you're not on board. Like you're <laughs> not you're not following. Yeah, because I I don't know. You, you guys like toning down your accent for me? Um, not consciously. Not maybe, consciously. But probably. I don't know. Yours yours is very like you're like a fucking news reader at the moment <laughs> on the radio. It's like very deep and very clear. Yes, I get that a lot. Yes. Yeah. Um. Whereas like. Yeah, I don't know. I just I find it interesting. Like, I get it. It can be difficult for me on stage sometimes because I don't have a sufficiently strong Irish accent for some people, and I feel like I'm shortchanging them. I get so, that. Yeah, that's a very like people like come on, man. That's barely Australian, yeah. and I'm like, no. Some of us breed cunt. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I'm, it is. I'm just enunciating. That's, that's all a, this That's is. an opener. What do, you, what do you mean? Yeah, it's a good opening, opening line. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. I'll oh, try it, try it sometime at Vauxhall Comedy Club. <laughs> oh, yeah. The proud sponsor of this podcast. Let me yeah. know when that's yeah. happening. Absolutely. Um, yeah. No, because it's. I, but what do English people when you say Irish? What are, What are they? What are they expecting? Because like Australian, they're kind of like outdoor surfing, like all that kind of. I'm trying to figure that out because I, I think there's obviously a stereotype, but I think people like since Terry Wogan, you know, to Darrow Breen, you know, Ashling B, uh, you know, uh, more recently Sharon Horgan or whatever. I think English people have become more accustomed to a more uh nuanced and kind of intelligent witty irish mm -hmm. uh persona if you like uh so uh, yeah i think i think they've i, I, yeah, I think they've done a good job of rebranding <laughs> irish people uh you know as opposed to previously being viewed as maybe beardy disloyal terrorists isn't it, isn't <laughs> right? it weird though that that there's a kind of a branding exercise to even be done mm. that's a kind of an odd thing to have in your head Mm. Rather than just talking, you know, and, and not being conscious of this kind of otherness that you have to kind of filter yourself through. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I know what you're saying, but at the same time, if I was saying I didn't have an idea of Irish people in my head before I met them, I would be lying. Like, just like, you know, the color green, leprechauns, Guinness, yelling. Yeah a guitar or like what's the irish yeah. one fiddle fiddle there you Is go it? um yeah just I like know. you just i i think i think it's because as, as a kid like you can't like you're fed all this information about nationalities and like national identity is so complex that mm. like to explain that to a 10 year old is impossible so you gotta be like the irish which one the one with the fiddle oh yeah cool like you know got it yeah it's like i remember I, this is like so fucked but like when I was like 12 or something, I had to like draw like posters about other countries and I got Russia 
and I drew like Boris Yeltsin drunk and a nuclear missile leaking. What age were you? Like 12. And you knew who Boris Yeltsin was? I know. Wow. I was advanced. Wow. I've slowed down. <laughs> but yeah. genuinely, like, and like the teacher was like, tick, good. Like, you nailed it. Like, I think that's pretty good for a 12 year old. Like actually. that's, you nailed all the stereotypes, yeah. Dan. Like, yeah. yeah, it's, it's so weird. But I think they exist in a separate kind of part of your brain. Mm. I think any comic can go up and just be themselves and just stay in their own mindset. And if you, the, the crowd, they won't go, hang on, you're not talking about drinking. Mm. Uh, we, we, we can't go with this. <laughs> idea is that do you think that's true yeah i do yeah i've seen it like but because in australia you're saying you've done like rural victoria mm -hmm. which like if we're talking like burrs like pretty grim like fucking rural australia man yes feel it feel the pain feel the hot pain uh and far north queensland as well you've done that yeah yeah and yeah. they and they were like because i I've, I've seen you before you're not really talking about getting getting drunk and getting into fights like you know like not not doing the departed like i know yeah because i think when i started doing i like when i was doing those gigs uh i, I guess we're all trying to come ha we all want to have a set that is just representative of yourself yeah absolutely uh and what you're what you give a shit about yeah uh at the time when you're doing it but then you go to a certain town and you're like okay what uh I have I have older material that will suit here, but I wrote that when I was a new comic, and it's yeah. not as I guess it doesn't capture me as I am right now. Absolutely, and you don't. So you end up doing those old jokes. Yeah, you. Which you, is what. You totally, dude. I had that on Saturday. I just had a bunch of people who were just hating my guts, and I'm like, all right, these are just joke structure, pullback, reveal, whatever. And I did them, and then I realized at the end of the set, those cunts must have been so confused about who I am as a human being because yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just ducking and weaving between all these different yeah. like personas and they were just like what mm. but like in Australia like because like, they don't see a lot of comedy and like I, I'm not I'm not trying to generalize here but I can because I'm from there like people in rural Queensland like they're not used to hearing a woman talk into a microphone let alone an Irish one like it's a pretty backward little spot so, like, if you're coming up there being like, here's this, like, nuanced point of view of me as a human being, they'd be like, just someone throw a Guinness. Like, what's going on? Yeah. They're, yeah. they're, use, they're useful gags unless to have, it, Unless think, it really those. speaks to something that they kind of care about, that yeah. is kind of a common humanity. That, Absolutely. Uh, you, they're they're going to go, that's the place they're going to go in their heads. That's it. But they'll, they'll still, even then, like, I've noticed this up here, like, they'll still take a minute to be like, why isn't this like the comedy from the 80s like early 90s just kind of like bang bang stuff like yeah. i've had that here like i the reason i've started like addressing because like usually i like my tracksuit bottoms and stuff on stage i've started addressing that as like a way to be like people get confused this is an australian accent because i dress like this and they're like thank you because you're not wearing board shorts and you're not you don't have an english accent so we were confused we didn't know where you sat between these two, you know what I mean? Like these yeah. two attributes. Yeah. And they appreciate it. They appreciate con context. Yeah. I think yeah. you got to acknowledge, exactly, put yourself in context and then you can kind of move on is, is yeah. my experience for they, sure. They need a minute. They just mm -hmm. kind of be like, huh? Because that's, like that's like the great thing for me here. I'm an Australian. 
in the UK and everyone's like, oh. Whereas in Australia, they're just like, you're just a dude yeah. from here. Yeah, yeah. 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 You've got to totally change your... Like my set may not change radically if I'm performing between London and Dublin, but the context in which I frame the material changes. You know mm. what I mean? Um, so, yeah. Is that is that the same with you? Or? I know, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you do. You change. Uh, yeah, you can just say... If you get used to saying things in a certain rhythm... Mm. are too used to saying them in a certain ry rhythm over here and then you go over to Ireland and you say hi everybody I'm, fr I'm Eleanor I'm from Ireland like you're yeah. in Ireland what do you say <laughs> <laughs> say that yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah we assumed what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but the, the, actually one of the funny things I run like an Australian show here and the, one of the great things about that is just shorthand oh like just the joy of like being able to say something and they'll get it yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had this like act who did it and she referenced this like really iconic Australian radio duo and it just murdered and she just came off stage and was just like, oh, that was like getting was a so hug. Refreshing. That was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah, just yeah. got it. Like yeah. there's none of this like, oh, it's this thing that you guys have, but like, but, like you know. Yeah. We, we do an Irish show at Backyard and it's the same thing. Yeah. It's, you know. Have you, have you done the Irish show, Eleanor? I've done, yeah, I did it there. Eleanor, a week it closed ago, yeah. for a headline for us recently. I was going yeah, to say, if not, you probably probably sort that out, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After the fucking ribbing. Yeah, well, it's one of the interesting things about doing an Irish show is exactly what we we're talking about, is watching how many comics will do bits about being Irish or whatever. And it's mm. always I'm always interested to see how long a comic can go without mentioning being Irish. And one of the great things about your sets is that you do talk about yourself rather than just framing it all through your ethnicity you actually have uh kind of esoteric bits that aren't related to nationality or whatever whereas i think a lot of acts over here mm. you might see it in australian acts uh, mm. they they're for their first five ten minutes they, they 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 just hinge on kind of jokes about the stereotypes about their country or whatever yeah which i think is okay to a point because I think, you know, I'm an Irish person living in Britain. Mm. Part of big part of my life experience is being an Irish person living in Britain. So I'm going to have jokes about that. Yeah. You don't want to be, you don't want to fall into that trap of only having jokes about that, right? Well, yeah, it's just, and it shows when you go home. That's the great thing about going home and doing shows. Yeah. You're just like, you walk out and you're like, I've got five minutes. Fuck. Like, yeah. Just yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. How do I how do I start? Like that's the main one. It's like how do I contextualize myself back exactly. home? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. How do I, how do I tell my home audience that I actually haven't been here in a bit, and that makes me different from you? And yeah. so, you sound like a a, a twat. Like yeah. yeah well, I've actually never like... been concerned about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strong part of my personality and my act. But yeah, it's just like just like so I haven't been here, and they're like, oh yeah, fucking good for you, mate. Pull your head in. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. But it's like no, but it is actually it changes who I am as a human. And they're like, no, but still, we don't care. Like, how did how did you guys find Australian crowds? Did you like them? I think we love a foreigner. We we love anyone who takes the time to come far enough. I felt to like perform for us. I think so. The, so every country now is uh, has this divide emerging between city comedy and outside the main city comedy mm. and uh, I haven't performed in Sydney but I thought Australian was the most pronounced of any of the English speaking countries where that I've noticed that divide oh yes yes yeah so Melbourne is like you know you can't be subtle enough <laughs> that's the offensive thing is to be blunt you, can, you, you just you know that is a beautiful observation uh, they like I, I saw them on a Sunday morning in Melbourne people were queuing up to get into a bookshop 
(laughs) 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 This is the kind of, you know, uh, um, extent to where they intellectualize things. I mean, I think Melbourne people are almost like people pretending that they're from Europe, you know, just like Mm. they're just like a character characterization of like, what did a European do? Line up for a bookshop. Hmm. It's like a liberal island in the middle of this fairly right wing country right thank you so i feel like they double down on being cosmopolitan and being yeah um, they double down on sophistication and it's irritating oh man i I find melbourne excruciating as a place especially melbourne audiences i hate them from the bottom of my heart they're dreadful yeah dreadful yeah sorry oh no please please there well i was in when i when i started out it was in perth and like they would just i love them i love melbourne you know, in Perth, they would just shower me in praise. And then I got to Melbourne, and they're like, we, this isn't for us at all. You know? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, Perth, I think, would be the closest to a country town. Sure. In Of, of the major cities in Australia. Sure. But still not. Like, sure. the divide is... I love that you put that that way, by the way, because I've been trying to explain to people here that I have a much easier time in Amsterdam, like Brussels, like wherever, than I do in Northampton. Like, it's easier to do comedy to Amsterdam audiences, they'll get more than Northampton. Really? Like, that Northampton is an hour outside of London mm. and it's insane. Mm. Like, you're just like, how do you guys get this? And you guys be like, who are you? What are you talking about? Yeah. It's crazy. Have you guys done much Europe stuff? Yeah, I, and I love it. And I think ex- it's exactly how you describe it. Because if you're performing at an English comedy night on a Tuesday night mm. in Antwerp, you know, the people who are attending that English, first of all, they have a second language mm-hmm. and they're go- they've chosen to go to this night mm. uh, on a Tuesday night. They, they, they're obviously more interested in the, they're interested in the world. They're, they're, they want to hear your perspective. Mm. Whereas if you go to, you know, Colchester Football Club <laughs> on a Tuesday night and they just don't. They want to hear jokes. They don't yeah. care. <sighs> they don't care what you have to say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just t- tell your jokes, Patty. Yeah. yeah, come on. And do you, like, with that, those are the ones that are like fucking be more Irish. Like, yeah, that. for sure. Yeah, but in my experience, I feel like you know, if I'm in East London, I can. I don't have to even mention my Irishness if I don't want to. I can talk about anything. Yeah, and people get it. And half the audience aren't from the UK anyway. Yeah. Whereas once you go out to Little England, I, in my experience. And maybe I'm projecting onto the audience, <laughs> you know, you know, maybe, you know, and there's some very nice people like I've bombed and then been given a lift home to the train station by by audience members. Like they're they're salt of the oh. earth people, but they just, you know, it wasn't be, your night. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, they're salt of the earth people. They're just bigoted. <laughs> I mean, salt, salt, salt is predominantly white. So, you know, how, how yeah. else do you want to describe it? Um, so just uh, one quick thing we're about, we're about to wrap up um, do you guys speak Irish either of you both of you mm, I used to speak it when I was about 18 lost it never, not never a lot lost. of opportunities to use it fair enough Eleanor love Irish I just love it uh, I speak I speak it poorly poorly yeah because like, there but is I like and I, I try Cause just like I've I've noticed that like Ireland is definitely making a big effort to keep Irish going, like bring it back a bit, like really. Cause like I think the Welsh, like they've they kind of learned the lessons from the Welsh, cause they're like we've lost our language, we're losing our culture, fuck. Whereas like Ireland's kind of like no no no, let's keep it going, like put it on the police car, whatever, like let's just go, like. And do you think that is important? Like, 
if you had kids, would it be important to you to Irish them up? Like, you know? You don't really need to think about it in Ireland because it's just part of the curriculum. Right. So all, all kids have to learn Irish all mm. the way up through school. So they don't really... It's not something I don't think parents will be conscious of mm -hmm. at home. Sure. Uh, but but I think Wales are really good. I hear, I hear people speaking Welsh on the trains yeah. when I'm there, yeah. They have a very nuanced Keep hoping, of, Wales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Welsh are fascinating to me. They have a very nuanced form of nationalism whereby they don't seem to have any appetite for independence, mm. but they're very adamant that they want to speak their own language. Where in Ireland, the, the inverse is true. It's like, right. we, we absolutely want to be independent, but we're not interested in learning a second language. <laughs> right. so we That's don't want to do the homework. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to be independent. Mm. That's interesting. Sorry, I just wonder, I just, uh, Peter, you write your column regularly about like being, what is it, a, an Irishman in... Yeah, I've, yeah, I'll, I'll write about my experiences here. Yeah, but what, what's it? What's it called? What's the title? Our, it, it fluctuates, but Irishman <laughs> in Britain is what they're running with at the moment. Irishman in Britain. Okay, like, is there an appetite for that in Ireland? Like, do people like we want to? What's going on over there? Yeah. They're glued to it. They can't get enough of what's, uh, you know, going on. What, what are the Britain going to do next? What What have they done today? Jesus, it's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, yeah, like it's so. They're just soaking it up. Really? Completely, yeah. Why, this, why is the that? The soap opera element to Brexit is... I was like, Brexit has increased that oh, like a thousandfold. Big yeah, time. Absolutely, okay. yeah. Big time. Yeah. This, it, because it's, this, it's the perfect scenario for Irish people. <laughs> Misery, but it's not our fault. It's, <laughs> it, we just couldn't, couldn't ask for anything that just ticks all our boxes. Do, do you want it to end badly as Irish people? Would that be a great outcome if they just fuck it? Like... <laughs> I want it to we continue. Don't want, we don't want it, but it it, it won't. It, we'll 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 enjoy it if it happens. <laughs> it's like a car crash. You don't want it, but you kind of are going to watch it. Yeah. 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 From a PR perspective for Britain, it's been amazing because I think the rest. Speaking to like Italian friends, for example, they're mm. so shocked that England would behave this way. <laughs> I think they'd always viewed England as almost like a Nordic. Uh, Western European country, kind of civilized and serious yeah. and responsible, M maybe like Sweden, but with with more ambition, if you like. <laughs> uh, and now they're shocked to see that they would behave the way the world used to look at Mediterranean countries, you know. Right. Whereas in Ireland, I think we've always known what the English are like, you know, <sighs> what what they're capable of. So I think that's 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 there's an extra element vindication for yeah, you like guys. We knew it. We fucking we told you all along. Yeah. You're just as yeah. dumb as anybody. Yeah, They're just wow. as nuts as the rest of us. Oh, amazing! Oh, fuck it! I'm so glad I asked that question. I love <laughs> I loved every part of it, Anthony. Just like just seeing the joy in both your faces, being like, no, I mean, it, we wouldn't love it if they completely fucked up and just crashed and burned. Um, amazing. All right, uh, one last question for both of you: uh, If you could live anywhere else in the world. But London, where you're living now, where would you live? If you could live anywhere. It can be in the UK, it can be out of the UK. I like the idea of moving to New York. I don't know if it'll ever happen. But. I, a lot of people say New York. I think, like, that's obviously, like, you know, a big city. A lot of people live there. But, yeah, it's, like, it's interesting. Why? Have you been before? Not, not since my misspent summer in Boston. Lovely. Um, no, I, I don't think I will. Like, I think I've got my fill in London. I don't think I could start again in that way. Like, London's a tough city to set yourself up and to mm. stand up and do whatever else. So I don't know if I would do it again. 
but I have a romantic idea of New York in my head for sure. Right, what like being like an Irishman in New York, like an Irishman in New York, going, going to like a twinkle in my eye. Yeah, little Irish, little Irish pub. Yeah, I think it could be Couple miserable. I think if if I was to make uh, an, another move, it would be like I think you move to a city like London or New York to pursue whatever your niche interest is. I think <laughs> if I was to move again, it would be to it'd be a lifestyle choice. It'd be like mm. a cottage in the west of Ireland. Okay. Or a beach in Argentina or something. You know what I mean? That would be. I mean, what what similar places? <laughs> Western <laughs> yeah. Island and Argentina. Somewhere to be left alone. Nice. At Eldor. A castle in Bavaria. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, with a horse that I would get around on. Bavaria, really? Yeah. Dude, that yeah. is the, the most Disney. Ir- you know, image of the castle with the. Ah, uh, Schloss Neuschwanstein. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's where I'd move. That, that's the Disney castle. Yeah. Didn't know that. I got a lot of facts. That's such a good answer. So much is like for the rural aspect. Why Bavaria? Why why do you want Germany? I just want the castle. You're like, I want a proper fucking German castle. Proper and the height of it. I'd enjoy being up high and looking (laughs) looking down on everyone. (laughs) You want a good look at it. Yeah. A good lookout. Great. All right, guys, thanks so much for coming on. Um, Eleanor, where can people find you? Best place to find you? At Eleanor Tiernan on Twitter. On Twitter? That's it? You want Twitter? Twitter's your main... Any shows coming up? You got a podcast? What do you got? Anything? Uh, I've got a tweet brewing. A uh, tweet brewing? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I've got gigs. Yeah, uh, they're up. just all there. Yeah, on my website. Great. Pete? At Peter Flanagan on Twitter. At Peter Flanagan Comedy on Instagram. Uh, London's Irish Comedy we run shows in Backyard Comedy Club and Top Secret Comedy Club they're really popular come down cool um, guys thanks so much for coming to the podcast the way we end it is you guys say cheers mate at the same time one two three cheers, cheers mate. mate fucking that was beautiful Did work that? Jerk off, it's been a pleasure catch you next week cheers so I've seen you on the show I thought you were pretty funny someone I'd like to know so I decided to be Oh man, what a great chat. What a great chat with Eleanor and Pete. Uh, Pete, of course, with his incredibly subtle Irish accent, really trying to really trying to turn it off. And Eleanor just I fucking I adored. I absolutely adored. Just if you if you're not watching the video of this episode, which is available, www.youtube.com forward slash Daniel Muggleton. Uh, you can watch all these episodes, remember, because they are filmed thanks to our beautiful producers at Vauxhall Comedy Clubs and producer Mooch. Uh, just the way that their faces both lit up when they talked about how Irish people are just so interested in Brexit because they love that England is finally fucking up. You know, like just Britain's finally fucking up in the way only the Irish knew they were so capable of and now everyone in Europe knows too. Like, that is just one of my favorite moments on this podcast because I know exactly how they feel. Like, just, I think as Australians, like, it, it is similar. Like, you kind of, in Australia, it's a bit weird because you kind of got, like, two parents. We've got, like, the US and the UK. And it's like, whenever they fuck up. Actually, you know what? You know what it was? It's like, I, I, I did mention it in the episode, just the joy as an Australian when, Canada gets done for something like racist because like we seem to just cop all of that like that's all on us like Australians are the racist ones and then when Trudeau got done for blackface it was just beautiful it was like it was so nice it was just like I told you like they're not perfect 
Like, we're definitely not perfect, but, like, everyone's acting like Canada is just holier than now. Like, nothing bad happens there. And you listen to the Canadian guests we've had on here who are just like, no, what are you talking about? It's just like a weird backward wasteland as well. Like, of course, like, it's just that kind of new country, big country, small population, isolation. This is what happens. Anyway, it was awesome. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you liked it, please do follow them on social media come on do it get around them eleanor tiernan peter flanagan uh check out pete's columns an irishman in britain uh if you want a more detailed analysis of what it's like being him uh that's it that's the end of the episode we're gonna we're gonna play ourselves out with dritto uh our our featured track of the week it is dritto sona s-o-n-a are you gonna hear that thing in full uh, we'll be back next week with another great episode. If you do enjoy the podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Acast, YouTube. Subscribe so you can stay on top of when things come out. And if you feel like giving us a little rating, a little thumbs up on YouTube, a little, a little five star on the Apple Pods, that would be amazing. Jerk-offs, it is always a goddamn pleasure. My name is Daniel Muggleton and I will catch you when I am back in the British Isles. Cheers. Bye. Approved. I'm not in the wrong